Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Catherine Miller. I'm the founder at the Miller Law Group and a trainer at the Center for Understanding in Conflict. And I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And I'm excited today to welcome Jennifer Arthurton, who's the creator and founder of Old Chicks Know Stuff, which is spelled S-H-asterisk-T, a community (laughs) and podcast of the same name designed to inspire and support midlife women in chasing their dreams and creating their next chapter. In addition, Jennifer is an empowerment coach, a podcast host, a writer, and a speaker. Having made her midlife course corrections, she is passionately advocates of the inherent power and knowledge that women possess at a time when they often feel overlooked and doubt themselves most. Thank you, Jennifer, for being a guest on Divorce Dialogues, and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Tell us how you got to this place of knowing stuff and what inspired you to create what you've created in the community and the podcast? Yeah. So I, you know, had a busy life. I was a wife, a mother, corporate executive with a you know 30-year career in corporate marketing. And in the year leading up to my 50th birthday, I found myself divorced, unemployed, an empty nester, and I was also bedden with, bedridden with a stress-related illness. So basically, in a nutshell, every identity that I thought I had in the world was literally stripped away from me. And I realized at that point that I had no idea, like, what was next for me, like, what were the possibilities for my life from that point on. But more importantly, I realized I had no idea who I was without of all those roles and titles that I played in the world. And that led me, you know, on a journey to really start seeking inspiration for, you know, like, where are all the 50-year-old women, you know, doing amazing things in the world and, you know, creating their next chapters, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Like, the mainstream narrative on what it means to be a woman over 50 is not exactly uplifting. There's a (laughs) sense of kind of being irrelevant or less valuable. And, you know, as I started to share my own story and my own thoughts and feelings about what I was going through, I started to realize that many other women were feeling the same way. You know, they had reached some kind of a crisis point in their life and they were looking at their next chapter and they were seeing like a big blank, in some cases, a big black hole like I did. And so I set about to create the inspiration that I needed to be able to share it with other women who might be, you know, facing, you know, this same (laughs) what's next and what do I want for my life and feeling really, really stuck. So, yeah, that is my mission with the podcast and the community and, you know, the mentoring that I do. That's great. So what, I mean, you know, I remember a friend of mine saying years ago, you know, after you get married and then you have your children, you're not going to have any more children than what she said to me, what's there left to look forward to? And I think that is kind of what you're talking about when you, when you're defined as a woman by your status in the world in relation to other people, then midlife creates a, a void. And so why is that? 
so powerful. And, and what can women do with that place in, yeah. in their lives? Yeah, I mean, this transition can be rather tumultuous to say the least. So a lot's changing in our lives at this time, right? Like our kids are leaving home. Maybe our careers are on autopilot, not, you know, not maybe as satisfying as they used to be. You know, our relationships are changing and so much is going on. And like I said, the, the, the narrative of what it means and what that next chapter is, is not great. Like if, you know, again, the mainstream narrative talks about, you know, bladder leakage protection, meal replacement shakes and retirement programs. And, you know, all of those things are very well and good, but they are a tiny sliver of what it means to be a woman in midlife. The fact that women, the value of women is seen as, you know, their physical looks, like what they look like and their ability to bear children and what they do for others. When all of those things are changing, it can feel very, very uncomfortable and people start to figure out like, okay, what is my value? Where do I fit in? And what this is, is this transition is actually a very normal, natural transition for us to be going through because we're focusing, we're refocusing from what everything that's outside of us right? So everything we do for others, and we're refocusing to internally to what's true and important to us, like what feels really authentic and aligned with who we are. And, you know, in my case, as I see this a lot in the women in my community, because we've put ourselves last on the list for so long, when it comes to that transition from the external to the internal, we have no relationship with the internal because we've been too busy doing all the things and living busy lives and we've lost, like, we've just lost that connection with ourselves. So, you know, it's a powerful time of our lives because, you know, we have at this point so much knowledge and wisdom and experience to share with the world. And often what stands in our way is just our own doubt about our value, right? So the first thing that I always tell women, you know, who are in this place is that this is about taking time to reconnect with you. Like, what makes you happy? What brings you joy? You know, what feels really good for you? What do you want your life to, to represent? And those are the things that we need to be focusing on at this time. But it's a bit of a bumpy transition because often we've never learned how. You know, I think that's so powerful, Jennifer, because, you know, for me, I realized when I, I don't know, I've been out of law school maybe 12 years that I was married to somebody that I thought my family would like me to be married to. And I was doing a job that I thought was something that my maybe teenage self thought I would do. And I was really, really unhappy. And I don't need to go into the details, but I decided, I made a decision that I was going to live my life. I had an illness at the time that had me really sort of thinking about the value of life and that it might not be as long as I hoped that it would be. It turned out that I think I will hopefully live a long life anyway. But, you know, it really, it forced me in my late 30s, actually, kind of early for this to really evaluate my life. And I decided to end my marriage, quit my job. And that's what actually had me start the Miller Law Group because I thought, wow, there really has to be a better way to help people, a way that feels like it's in alignment with my core values. And rather than Uh. trying to fight a system that felt like I was being untrue to myself, untrue to my authentic you know, self, and that was nurturing a part of me that I didn't like and didn't particularly want to nurture, which was, in the, in the words of my old boss, a mean streak, you know, and, right. and, and I made some changes. 
that were really very dramatic changes in my life. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about. I was young to do that, but I'm so glad that I did. And so, uh, but it's not easy, is it? And, and, and it's not easy to find if you've been defining yourself as I was by other people's standards or what we've always been taught were the standards that we should be embracing without necessarily embracing them or even thinking about whether or not we should be embracing them. When we do either come to to evaluate it ourselves or forced to evaluate it ourselves, that is a challenging journey. And it sounds like that's the work that you're doing with, with women. So can you give us a little bit of a sense of how you do that? But before you do that, I want to remind people that you're listening to Divorce Dialogues. And I'm Catherine Miller. We're here on WVOX 1460 AM in Westchester County every other Wednesday from 5 to 5.30. But we're also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, but also on the podcast website, divorcedialogues.com. And I'm talking with Jennifer Arthurton, the founder of Old Chicks No community and podcast of the same name and working to help people in midlife, women in midlife deal with this. So Jennifer Arthurton, what what are the things that women can think about and, and how do you work with them to help them through this and to new values? Yeah. And so, you know, thank you for saying all that because this that's exactly what it is. You know, so many of us kind of have to reach this crisis point before we start making, you know, evaluating these life decisions and are we happy and what do we want from our lives. But my whole, you know, what I hope to do with my work is to show women that you don't need to get to crisis point for that to happen, that you can actually make a choice and start maybe, you know, moving in, transitioning into this space a lot easier than, for example, like I did, like took the dramatic route. But the very first thing that I teach women is about self-connection. And because we have never been taught how to like actually spend time with ourselves is to, you know, carve out whether it's five minutes, two minutes, 10 minutes or 20 minutes and do something that you love. I mean, it could be sitting in complete silence, like while, you know, early in the morning before your household gets up and just enjoy your coffee, like really enjoy your coffee. It could be going for a walk in nature or a bubble bath or whatever it is. But the point of the matter is, is just to spend time with yourself, no phone, no book, no TV, no nothing. And like, listen to your own thoughts for a minute. Like what comes up? I encourage people to journal, you know, to write these things down and just get them out of your head and give them a place to live. Because when we start listening to ourselves, that's how we start building the relationship with ourselves. And once we build the relationship with ourselves and get to know who we are and what's important to us, that's when we get the, you know, the seeds, the clues, the ideas of where, what it is that we want from our life. And obviously, you know, most often that's, you know, something that we feel passionate about, you know, whether it's a cause or a job or a career or a hobby or whatever that might look like, we have to get quiet enough to be able to hear that inner voice. Because the answers that we need are all inside of, are always inside of us. Our job now is to learn how to listen. The second thing I tell women is to like learn to daydream again, like you did when you were a kid. You know, when we were kids, we you know, daydreamed about who we were going to marry, what house we were going to live in, what our husband was going to look like, how many kids we were going to have. And then, you know, through life, we forgot, like we got busy and we forgot how to daydream. And so creating like a vision of what it is that would, you know, that would feel good to you, like what it is that you want for your life. And even if you don't know, like the big picture of what it is, start with what you know today, like what would be a perfect day and create a vision of that. Because when we can visualize things, if there are clues and pieces of information, again, that we're learning, 
about who we are and what we want for our lives, and most importantly, what feels good in our lives. Because, you know, I truly believe that this is the time of life where we're supposed to, you know, live a life that we are passionate about. And so really feel into that, like get into the feeling of what, you know, your perfect day would be, your perfect job, your perfect, and then just like create that visualization. It's amazing what it can do for our subconscious mind in terms of, you know, starting to bring that into reality. And the third thing I tell women is to challenge their limiting beliefs. Like we all have these inner stories and beliefs about things that we've picked up over the course of life through experiences that we've had. And often those beliefs are on repeat in our head and they literally keep us paralyzed. Like we could come up with an idea for something that we love or something that we want to do. And then we'll tell ourselves, well, I'm too old. Nobody's going to take me seriously. It's impossible. There's this obstacle. There's that obstacle. And we have to catch ourselves in the awareness of all of these limiting beliefs and then start to challenge them a little bit. Like, am I really too old? What's the evidence for that? Right? You know, is this something that you don't know? Could I learn it? Could I hire somebody? Like, what are the ways around it? Because we're just trying to get ourselves into a new pattern of thinking and belief and trust in ourselves. Because you know what? We've been around the block. We've conquered all the challenges. We've raised families, you know, had careers. We know a lot of stuff. We really, really do. Hence the name of Old Chick Snow Shed, right? We know lots of stuff, but the only thing that stands in the way of us putting that to use is our own belief in ourselves, belief and trust in ourselves. Yeah, that's, you said a lot there. And I wonder if you have a story that you could use that, that someone you've worked with who was able to find her inner voice or her inner passion and reinvent her, her life, besides yourself, of course, yeah. uh, in a way that made, that makes sense for her. Yeah. So I run mastermind, mastermind groups for midlife women who are creating something new in their lives. And one of the things that I have every member of the group do is to share their dream or their desire for their life. And often a lot of the women who come into the group, this is the first time they've ever said it out loud. Like they have this little secret thing that feels really far out of reach for them. And I had this one woman a little while ago who, you know, she did not want to share. She was very, very reluctant to share. And at the beginning of her share, she said, this is a really dumb idea. This is really stupid. You know, nobody wants to hear about this. And she began sharing this idea that she had had for years and years and years about a charitable foundation that she wanted to create. And, you know, she, as I'm watching her speak, like she's literally lighting up, like I can see her energy completely change. And she finishes her share with, see, it's a really dumb idea. There's no way it's even possible. And I watched her energy shift and drain from her again. And then I looked at the other women who were in the group, and I could see that all of them were really touched and moved by what this woman had just said. And I asked her to do the same, like to look at the faces of these women and to see their reaction to her idea. And when she saw how they had received it, that thing that she had told herself was an impossibility in her life, all of a sudden became a seed of possibility. And that seed of possibility, you know, over, you know, us working together began to grow. And she is now actively working towards that. In fact, it is a real thing. She is actively working towards that. And it was, again, like I said, it was something that she had told herself was impossible that became a reality through her own ability to be able to share it, get support from the group, and then to see it as a possibility that she could, you know, create for her own life. So there are many powerful stories like that one, but that one really struck me because it really was about her own, you know, mindset about what was possible for her. 
And was it that it was possible for her or that there was interest in the world to do this thing? I mean, because I think that sometimes people who are in midlife think, you know, oh, well, this is just, yeah, this is a bad idea because no one will be interested in it. Yeah. I mean, it was both, right? So, you know, she had never said it out loud because she she had told herself it wasn't a possibility and that no one wants to hear about it. So as soon as she said it, she gave it voice. She could see that, you know, other people were interested and that it was also a possibility for her, right? That, that she could do it. It's like the power of saying things out loud is pretty incredible. Like you're kind of giving life to something by actually speaking it. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, did she tweak it along the way? And, you know, were there shifts? Absolutely. But it, it was the, the notion that it went from being an impossibility in her own mind to becoming possible and that she was able to then act on it was pretty incredible to watch. I'm Catherine Miller, and you're listening to Divorce Dialogues here on WVOX 1460 AM every other Wednesday from 5 to 5.30 and also available wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm talking today with Jennifer Arthurton about, well, the, her founding of Old Snow Shit and podcast for women in midlife reinventing their lives. And Jennifer, if people want to learn more about your podcast or your website, how can they find you? That's great. And so let's talk like specifically about divorce. You've been yeah. divorced. I've been divorced. And it's a tough thing to go through, particularly and for our clients. We'll often say, well, I'm in my 50s. Who's going to hire me? What am I going to do? You know, where am I? So what do you say for those women or for someone facing or thinking they might be facing that situation? What are the first steps that they should take to start to think about who they are and what they're going to do and be post-divorce? Yeah, that is such a great question. And I can completely relate to it because finding myself at divorce, at divorce at the age of 50, you know, trying to reinvent my career, I truly believed that life was over for me, that I was going to be, you know, the old spinster with 10 cats living on food stamps. Like I truly believed it was the beginning of the end. And, you know, Again, I think it's us buying into kind of what the cultural narrative says about being a 50-year-old woman. Like, it's not impossible for us to find love again. There are people who will hire, you know, 50-year-old women for the knowledge and the experience that they have. But it comes down to our belief in that. And it took me a while of kind of, you know, a lot of, you know, mindset shifts and personal work to be able to prop myself up again. Because often when we come out of a divorce, you know, you feel like damaged goods. Right? Like you've been through the ringer once, you're questioning whether you even want to put yourself back through the ringer again and and feeling maybe a little bit less than. And so being able to build ourselves back, you know, back up and believe, you know, build in the trust and belief in ourselves is so incredibly important at this time. And so, you know, doing the mindset work and reminding ourselves of just how capable we are, that we have the power to be able to create what it is we want for our next chapter. You know, like I've created a new career, <laughs> found a new relationship, like all of those things that I thought were completely impossible, you know, post-divorce. I actually now have a fantastic relationship with my ex-husband. But all of that took a lot of soul searching about what I wanted for my life and what I what I wanted my life to look like. And then taking action towards those things in spite of the fear. Like when my current partner asked me out, I shut him down three times because I was like, nope, I want no part of that. Luckily, he's persistent. Mm -hmm. But I also, because I didn't believe I was worth it either at that point. So, you know, it takes a bit of, of 
of the mindset work and the belief and trust in ourselves and to give ourselves, you know, space and grace and time and compassion to work through this stuff, right? To get our, to get our feet back underneath us because it is, it's a, there's a bit of a life shattering event. That stuff is, is worthy stuff, but that you might not know that you know it. You know, what are the kinds of things that you might know that you don't know that you know, (laughs) if that question makes any (laughs) sense at all? Yeah, I think the thing is often, you know, whether we've had a career or maybe we've been a stay-at-home mom, you know, mom, you know, during our life or whatever, we have navigated all kinds of challenges and obstacles and problems and, you know, fixed things and built relationships and all of those kinds of things. And we so often, we just discount it as, well, I just did what I had to do. When really, like, if you were to put that down on paper and show that as a resume to somebody else, they'd be like, oh, wow, like, look at all the things that I accomplished in my life. And when you can step back and create a little bit of objectivity about the skills that you have and the things that you've overcome, you start to see that as being like, oh, wow, I really do know a lot. So often I have my clients, you know, write this list of accomplishments. You know, it happens to me. In fact, just last weekend, I was giving a keynote speech and I was talking about, you know, my whole experience. And at the end of it, I was like, oh, my goodness, wow, I really did conquer a lot. And so being able to step back a little bit and be a bit objective about all of the things that you have accomplished in your lifetime, because I guarantee you, by the time you reach, let's say, 40 or 50 years old, you have had some experiences, you have conquered obstacles, you have created things like there's so much in that life resume, and it's not for nothing. It is absolutely not for nothing. It's important. And I truly believe that everything in your life to this point leads you to where you need to be for the next point. So, you know, write that list, write that resume of all the things that you have, you know, accomplished and all of the things that you have done. And then read back to yourself every day and remind yourself just how, you know, powerful and badass you really are. And just to support what you're saying, I recently interviewed a woman who had taken a break from her working life or working outside the home life to raise her children. And she had that on her resume as something. Instead of leaving a blank on her resume, you know, she said, this is what I did. And these are the things and these are the skills that I used to raise these children. And I thought it was really creative. And for me, it was a really refreshing way to handle it and a really positive way to look at the skills that she had accomplished during uh-huh. the period of time that she was being a CEO and COO of her family, right? And and what's really yeah. interesting is that I think that if you think about it that way, that that is really a positive way of re- really being able to articulate the skills that you have. You know, and I remember I have five kids. And I I remember once saying to my husband, you know, maybe I should just, you know, stop working and just stay home and raise these kids. And he goes, don't be ridiculous, Catherine. If you did, you'd be president of the PTA. You'd be running this thing and that thing and the other thing. So if you're out there doing all those things, you know, then put that down on a resume, even if you just do it for yourself. So you see how how much you are actually accomplishing and you're not just Mrs. So-and-so or mom to junior and and whatever that you actually have skills that are really positive and valuable in the workplace, not just in the home. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, probably one of the biggest things I do for my clients is to remind them of all that they have accomplished, right? Like, you know, when they come to me and they're like, I'm stuck, 
you know, I don't have any education, I don't have any background. And then meanwhile, I find out that, you know, you know, they, you know, they have a, you know, a disabled child at home, and they've advocated for that child, and they've gotten funding support, and they've lined up all of the necessary care resources. I'm like, wow, like, that's a lot. Right. And again, we just discount it. Like we are the queen of discounting our own experience. When other people look at our experience, they see it very, very differently. And so that's why I would say, you know, create a little bit of that objectivity and look at your experience like it belonged to somebody else. And you will see just how much, you know, because like I said, we all, we all like, we were not given this life and this knowledge and this wisdom and experience for nothing. We can absolutely turn it into whatever it is that we need to do next. What are some other benefits of being middle-aged that maybe a younger woman might not have or that you could think of as something to help people start to think about their strengths and and what they have to offer? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I call, you know, there's this thing that I call the midlife paradox. So we are smarter, stronger. We know ourselves better. We're, you know, better able to hold boundaries and to say no when we want to say no. You know, we don't take crap from anybody on anything. But at the same time, while we're that much stronger, bigger, better, we doubt ourselves more than we have ever before in our lives. So, you know, when we can focus, and a lot of that doubt comes from the mainstream narrative about what it means to age as a woman, right? You know, it's less valuable, less relevant, you know. And if we can just focus on the, on the part, you know, where we do know ourselves better, we know more than we've ever known, we're smarter, we're stronger because of our experiences, um, you know, and that's what's going to take us into the next chapter of our lives. I think that's really good advice. 